Welcome to Breaking Barriers, tackling social issues in sports, a 12-episode podcast hosted by Leo Galarza. He will have student-athletes from Piedmont University speak about social issues in sports, such as racial discrimination, mental health awareness, and more. They will also talk about their experiences throughout their athletic careers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. I'm your host, Leo Galarza, and today I have here with me Senior Healthcare Administration major and a and in Business Management major. And she is also a member of the women's tennis team here at Piedmont University. We'll be right back after this short break. Hello, beautiful people. Have you ever wanted to learn more about how disabilities and chronic illnesses are advocated on social media? Well, tune in to Digital Activism, hosted by Caden Nelms, every Friday at 5. Each week, Caden will have a guest talk about their experiences seeing activism on social media and even how they themselves advocate online. New episodes will be available every Friday at 5 on all major podcast streaming platforms. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Leo Galarza. Hello, Marin. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So typically the first question that I ask everyone is, do you know what social issues in sports are? I feel like I do. I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of social issues in sports um, just because I've played so many different sports growing up and stuff. But obviously as a white female who plays tennis, a predominantly white sport, I definitely don't see a lot of those types of issues around me. Yeah, and so you are the first tennis player that I've had on my podcast. I've had one golfer and two volleyball players, and they are people of color. This will be a little bit different compared to them, but I think something that I think we should talk about is just growing up, playing sports, specifically for you being coached now at Piedmont by a male coach and stuff, and how that has affected you. I think being coached by a male coach definitely has its positives and negatives. I think for an all women's team, it's always it's always more beneficial sometimes to be coached by like your same gender just so you can feel more comfortable to like talk to your coach about specific issues and especially like with our coach Trey like him being a guy and him being so close to our age too it kind of hurts that ability to feel like you can speak to your coach about anything or like you know if you're going through a tough time having him be the one you go to um and i think having a female coach um would definitely help with that like barrier almost just because like i don't know i mean i just feel like you know guys just don't really understand girls as well as girls understand girls you know yeah and that's something that we've talked about in the previous podcast with the other athletes about do they prefer having a female coach or a male coach and majority of the time some most some of them did say that they rather have a male coach just because sometimes they are a little bit more about the the structure of it mm-hmm. all rather than like mm-hmm. the fillings and everything yeah but then there has been like some talk about like men's sports compared to women's sports like the biology of a female body compared to a male we're yeah. all different yeah so that's like yeah. the reason why like i mean you even mentioned saying a guy coach can't really understand what a girl is like really going through yeah, and stuff, yeah. physically yeah. and sometimes mentally and i think having like you know even even just having an assistant women's coach would just 
benefit all of the players like so much just just by having just that extra girl to talk to and like like you said like they understand what you're going through like mentally and physically and stuff and I feel like especially with tennis just because there's so many like points where you just feel so defeated and you know guys think about stuff differently than girls and I like one of my coaches said to me that like guys need to win to be happy and girls need to be happy to win and i i think about that all the time and it's just different just like girls and guys are just different like and especially in tennis it being so mental yeah and so and you played tennis for how long um i probably started playing when i was like six or seven just because just because both of my parents played and they really you know got me into it and all they made me and all my siblings play actually so i've been playing for like 13 years now which is crazy to think about um but i mean definitely on and off not as seriously until i got to high school and stuff yeah and speaking about coaching like throughout before coming to piedmont were you coached by a male coach or a female coach? Well, I was coached by my dad actually. Um, and he has been he has also been playing tennis all of his life and he played tennis at West Virginia and he played tennis for like a little bit after that. And um, so he's been my coach all my life and I you know that that's like a whole other thing to like go into having like your dad as your coach because sometimes it's like well you know are you my dad today or are you my coach today and I feel like you know sometimes on the court like I think he would let me get away with stuff and then other times he wouldn't and you know I definitely think that affected my mental health like especially like with tennis um you know not just because you know, my dad's a guy, but also because, you know, he's my dad. And I think if my mom were to be my coach, I think it would be totally different or just having a female coach overall. Um, just because I, I remember growing up, like I would go to a tournament and I would be in the first round and it would be like, you know, I, I would be losing to this, you know, amazing girl. So, you know, I probably should, I should, I should have been losing. And, um, I would have like, I don't know, just a, an attack on the court and I would just start throwing my racket or just sulking around and one time my my mom pulled me off the court and she was like bunny you're not going back there and um, she was so upset with me and she was upset because of how upset I got and I don't really think my dad got that I think my dad was just like you know like Marion's acting like a brat today she needs to like go practice more and I don't know. I mean, it's just, I, th I think about that all the time too. I think being coached by my dad has definitely affected me in a positive and a negative way. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I mean, I love my dad and I love being coached by my dad, but hey, I'm just, just warning you for if you have kids, I've, I would not coach them. <laughs> yeah. And just like speaking about like your dad coaching you and stuff. And I mean, you mentioning comparing it to your mom, and like tennis is more an individual sport and I've been playing for six years, almost seven. So like going to the tournaments and stuff, I mean, you're really like, it's all, you're all on your own. Mm -hmm. You're not on a team or anything. It's literally, and so I kind of understand 
yeah why like it's like really tough mentally and stuff and especially like if you're not having a good match and stuff why yeah. like you'd like go through this whole hissy fit and stuff and and then your mom's like pulling you off and then your dad's like oh he needs yeah. to go practice like you said yeah and i think that's like something where guy coaches and female coaches kind of separate yeah or guy coaches will be like okay you're we're just gonna focus on your game that's the reason why like yeah. you're upset it's not because it might not even be because of other reasons and stuff yeah it's definitely like that communication barrier it's like they don't like they don't get it like i i pro i swear like they just they just don't understand and sometimes like sometimes even with like our coach trey like we're on the court and you know all my whole team you know we all try we all try every single match we play but you know sometimes they get the better of us and sometimes we'll cry on the court which you know, it's not great, but sometimes I think Trey doesn't understand that, like, like you just cry sometimes. Like, you you just get so frustrated that you just start crying. And he always says, no tears on the court, no tears on the court. And I feel like that just shows that, like, you care. Like, it just shows that, like, like you want to be there. Like, you, you are trying, but you just can't. And I think having a girl coach, you know, not saying that they would completely put up with that, but I think they would understand more. And I think girls are just more sensitive and you know as if, if you were to be a male coach I think there's just a better way to go about that so I've known you for pretty much four years now since I've I met your parents and I met your dad and, and like I know he is a very like to himself and whenever I first met him it was all about tennis and so like I can imagine like how he was as your coach and stuff and then just knowing your mom as well like she is like she'll ask you like how you're feeling and you that was a person that you would call whenever like if you didn't your map the match didn't go the way that you wanted to mm -hmm. and she was able to be able to consult you compared to your dad and stuff mm -hmm. your dad would just be like well did you make this serve or what was yeah. wrong with your serves and stuff <laughs> it wasn't about like how you were feeling and stuff it was like what was wrong with your game what do you need to improve on yeah. tell the coach and stuff and i think that's like one big difference between a male and female coach but we're going to go into a short little break. And when we come back, we'll kind of talk about how both your parents played at Division One schools and how that affected you and your whole families just because you guys are one big sports family, I feel like. So when we come back, we'll be talking about that. Sports, an activity that showcases athletes' passion and skill. But what about the people watching? Join myself, Makadrowski, every Friday at 4 for Fandemonium the 12-episode podcast series that puts the fans in the spotlight. Find out what makes fans the heartbeat of the sports experience through their passion, pride, and dedication. Episodes will be posted every Friday at 4 p.m. Listen at Roar Podcast Productions wherever you get your podcasts and join in on the Fandemonium. Welcome back, everyone, on Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. I'm your host, Leo Galarza, and today I have here with me, Marion Sloyan. So we just talked about your dad coaching you and just being coached by a male coach and comparing that to a female coach if you were to be coached by one. But now we're going to go into a little bit of depth about like your family just because like how it affected you mentally and physically and just made you become the person that you are today. So like your mom played at a division one school and so did your dad as you mentioned so if you want to talk a little bit about that um yeah so my dad played tennis at west virginia i think i said that earlier and um he he's a pretty quiet person so i don't really know too much about his college days i can't imagine he was the partier or anything but um he did love his tennis team obviously and you know definitely 
enough to keep playing. I mean, um, my dad has been playing tennis all of his life, and whenever I go home, I still play with him. And my mom played tennis and volleyball at American University. She definitely tried to get us into volleyball for a little bit there, but I mean, I'm, we just ended up playing tennis, um, and I think she she loved it too. And both of my parents still are very athletic, and I have my Apple Watch notifications on with my mom, and we share like our activities with each other. And I'll go to the gym, and you know, I'll run a couple miles or something, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'll be ahead of my mom. And then I'll go see my mom's like activity, and it's like just completed an 8.6 mile workout. I'm like, dang, mom, like you're like 56 like how are you doing that yeah and so like typically and like something that i like when i did my research and everything i saw that like parents kind of have the an effect on what their kids play and then if their kid continues to play at the collegiate level or, in, or even professional level and then i mean you even see now where professional players whenever they have kids they kind of want them to play a different sport just because like if they were so good at that sport specifically they don't want to be have so much pressure and stuff and so i think that's like another thing like the pressure that could affect the mental health and knowing you for four years and stuff i mean knowing just knowing your whole family you guys are pretty athletic i mean you have a brother who plays at a division two school plays lacrosse and stuff and then you have uh, other two siblings who are about to go play at a division two and a division three school one is going to go play lacrosse with your y'all's older brother and then one is playing basketball so it's just like do you think your parents playing at a division one school and just still being athletic now do you think that affects your mental health and everyone else's yeah definitely i mean like growing up both of my parents have always they've always been so good about you know just letting us play whichever sport like we wanted and i i used to do gymnastics i did ballet i played a lot of basketball and and obviously i play tennis and so they definitely did a good job of like letting us play other sports but there was still like that pressure on like if you want to be good at it then you have to go practice like you have to go put in the work and I think their work ethic like their sports work ethic has definitely been passed on to all of us um just because we know like okay like this is what it takes to be this dedicated like you need to like do this and this and this like put in extra hours at the gym go out to the field go out to the courts take extra serves like take 15 minutes longer at practice you know just like that extra step of dedication I think has definitely been instilled in all of us um just if we wanted to be good at whatever sport we played um and i think you know they've never they've never tried to like flex on us that you know they went d1 and we're all going like d2 d3 um i think the sports have definitely gotten a lot more challenging um since you know quote unquote their days um but i don't know i think there's still that just push of you know if you want to be good then you know do better and i don't know i think that's definitely a positive thing that they've all given us yeah and just specifically talking about your siblings and stuff there is five of you guys correct and mm -hmm. one of them doesn't play a sport and like i can imagine like just like how challenging it might be for him just because like you guys are a pretty athletic family and very competitive as well with each other yeah and so it's just like do you think growing up too for him like really affected him as well just because i feel like sometimes they feel left out especially if that's not something that they want to do mm -hmm. yeah so my middle brother joseph he is 19 and he he never really like 
got super into a sport he's always been like you know he didn't he didn't want that team feel and my parents tried to get him to play tennis too and he hated it and so they were like you know we're not going to force him to play which you know is good of my parents for doing but I mean they always make sure that all of us still are like athletic and so Joseph he got really into like bike riding and rock climbing for a little bit and I think as you know the middle child too I think he's felt a little bit more to himself a lot um and I think growing up was a little bit harder just because we would always have games on like Saturdays or Sundays or something like that that he would have to like come sit through and like watch us play and that I mean that can't be fun like that can't be too fun I mean obviously he's still supporting and being a great brother but um yeah I mean that that probably wasn't super fun for him but I mean he definitely finds like happiness and doing other stuff like hanging out with his friends and going to movies with his friends and playing video games and stuff like that but yeah I don't know I mean like you said, like my family is so competitive and I mean, it's crazy, but one thing that we all can play together is pickleball. So that has been really fun. Um, we did talk about your dad a lot and stuff. I mean, he's the reason why like you continue to play tennis and stuff. And I mean, even your mom playing division one tennis as well. Like, do you think you felt a lot of pressure to continue playing tennis and specifically at a college level? Um, I think, you know, that is a tough question because I think I, I honestly sometimes kind of do feel like I was, I was like the last one standing playing tennis. So I feel like I have, I had to continue playing tennis for my parents, um, mainly my dad, but all of us, like we all used to like go out and hit. And then my sister Hattie started playing basketball. My brother Henry started playing lacrosse. William started playing lacrosse. Joseph just didn't want to play tennis. So it was like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to upset my parents or anything. So, you know, I'll keep playing. I'll, I'll do this for them. And I mean, it, it's definitely been a rocky road, like getting here. Like, I'm not even going to lie, even just to Piedmont, just because of how much, like, how, like, often sometimes I wanted to quit. And like, I don't know, but I think, I think I, being here at Piedmont and playing on like this college team, has really made me found my love for tennis again. I don't know if that's because my dad isn't my main coach anymore or just because I'm surrounded by an awesome group of girls, but I I felt like I couldn't quit tennis because I didn't want to disappoint my parents. And I I remember I would come home from a tournament and I would be crying and I was like, well, tennis is the only thing I'm good at. Like I can't quit, but you know, at this point I'm not even that good. Like, so what am I doing? But I don't know. I mean, I, I am very appreciative of my parents for you know being athletic and helping me find tennis and you know I wouldn't be the person I am today without them you know whether that be positive or negative but I do I do think them playing d1 tennis and you know just d1 sports in general has definitely affected my mental health and just like the whole college process and stuff like do you think it affected them playing at a division one level do you think that affected you to like get to that level as well and i know like we also talked about like not on the podcast but just in general like you do have some people from your high school who went and played division one tennis and stuff mm -hmm. and like does that affect you as well and just how much pressure did that 
feel for you? I mean, I think like like when I first started the college recruiting process, I was like, yeah, no, like I don't I don't want to go D3, like I can't go D3, like, you know, my my parents went D1 and like, you know, I can beat them, so, you know, why can't I do that? And um there there was this girl from my high school who plays, she's like I think she's number two at Auburn right now. Her name's Carolyn Ansari, and she is so good. And I, like, we played on the high school team together. And seeing her level, I was like, okay, I know, like, no way I'm going to be, like, that good ever. Um, Seeing that, you know, kind of put me into a little bit better perspective of maybe what I wanted to do. I definitely, I looked at some other schools, like, some D2 schools in, like, Pennsylvania and Maryland. But my parents weren't really, like, they were more like, what's the best fit for you? Um, and they wanted me to find like a good coach, a good campus, a good just overall environment. And I think finding Piedmont was that and it hit all three. All right. Well, I think that is all for the podcast. I really appreciate you coming and sharing a little bit about your history from tennis and just the coaching process and being coached by your dad and the pressure and stuff. Appreciate you coming today. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, that was Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. I'm your host, Leo Galarza, and that was Marion Stoyan, a senior double major in business marketing and healthcare administration. If you want to hear more stories of student-athletes from Piedmont University, then wherever you get your podcasts, come back on Tuesday and Thursdays at 4 p.m. to get your podcast on breaking barriers, tackling social issues in sports. I'm your host, Leo Galarza, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to one of this week's episodes of Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. This is a 12-episode podcast where Piedmont University student-athletes speak about social issues in sports, such as racial discrimination, mental health awareness, and more. Episodes are posted every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. wherever you get your podcast.